Book One, Part Three of On the Nature of Things by Titus Lucretius Carus, translated by William Ellery Leonard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Daniel Vermont. Book One, Part Three The Void. But yet, creation's neither crammed nor blocked about by body there's in things a void which to have known will serve thee many a turn nor will not leave thee wandering in doubt forever searching in the sum of all and losing faith in these pronouncements mine there's place intangible a void and room for were it not things could in no wise move since body's property to block and check would work on all and at all times the same thus naught could evermore push forth and go since naught elsewhere would yield a starting place but now through oceans lands and heights of heaven by divers causes and in divers modes before our eyes we mark how much may move which finding not a void would fail deprived of stir and motion nay would then have been nowise begot at all since matter then had stayed at rest its parts together crammed then too however solid objects seem they yet are formed of matter mixed with void in rocks and caves the watery moisture seeps and beady drops stand out like plenteous tears and food finds way through every frame that lives the trees increase and yield the season's fruit because their food throughout the whole is poured even from the deepest roots through trunks and boughs and voices pass the solid walls and fly reverberant through shut doorways of a house and stiffening frost seeps inward to our bones which but for voids for bodies to go through tis clear could happen in no wise at all again why see we among objects some of heavier weight but of no bulkier size indeed if in a ball of wool there be as much of body as in lump of lead the two should weigh alike since body tends to load things downward while the void abides by contrary nature the imponderable therefore an object just as large but lighter declares infallibly its more of void even as the heavier more of matter shows and how much less of vacant room inside that which we're seeking with sagacious quest exists infallibly co-mixed with things the void the invisible inane right here i am compelled a question to expound forestalling something certain folk suppose lest it avail to lead thee off from truth waters they say before the shining breed of the swift scaly creatures somehow give and straightway open sudden liquid paths because the fishes leave behind them room to which at once the yielding billows stream 
thus things among themselves can yet be moved and change their place however full the sum received opinion wholly false forsooth for where can scaly creatures forward dart save where the waters give them room again where can the billows yield away so long as ever the fish are powerless to go thus either all bodies of motion are deprived or things contain admixture of a void where each thing gets its start in moving on lastly where after impact two broad bodies suddenly spring apart the air must crowd the whole new void between those bodies formed but air however its stream with hastening gusts can yet not fill the gap at once for first it makes for one place air diffused through all and then if haply any think this comes when bodies spring apart because the air somehow condenses wander they from truth for then a void is formed where none before and too a void is filled which was before nor can air be condensed in such a wise nor granting it could without a void i hold it still could not contract upon itself and draw its parts together into one wherefore despite demur and counter-speech confess thou must there is a void in things and still i might by many an argument here scrape together credence for my words but for the keen eye these mere footprints serve whereby thou mayest know the rest thyself as dogs full oft with noses on the ground find out the silent lairs though hid in brush of beasts the mountain rangers when but once they scent the certain footsteps of the way thus thou thyself in themes like these alone can hunt from thought to thought and keenly wind along even onward to the secret places and drag out truth but if thou loiter loath or veer however little from the point this i can promise memmius for a fact such copious draughts my singing tongue shall pour from the large well-springs of my plenished breast that much i dread slow age will steal and coil along our members and unloose the gates of life within us ere for thee my verse hath put within thine ears the stores of proofs at hand for one so ever question broached end of book one part three recording by daniel vermont osaka japan